What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Healing in Hindsight, your no BS source for thriving with diabetes. And it is the final episode for this season. That's right. Season four, that's a wrap. And it has been a roller coaster of a season. A lot has gone on this past, you know, year. And as we're coming to the end of the year, as we're coming up on Christmas, it really just feels crazy that time has flown by so quickly. So I just want to say thank you guys for all of your patience. I know there were a couple of hiccups here and there. I just really appreciate you guys tuning in hearing all of the great perspectives that have come to the show, not just my own, but our amazing guests, as well as our amazing sponsors. So big shout out to DQ&A, which is a diabetes research company, and a special shout out to 9am Health, who is not only a sponsor for the season, but also today's guest finale. So I am really excited to sit down with Paul, who is the uh, chief medical officer for 9am Health. And it is really cool to just hear his perspective on how the company came to be, because if you haven't heard, I'm on the team now. So I am 9am Health's community manager. So on all the social channels and in your comments, whenever you leave them, things like that. And really excited to do even more on the community side to get engaged with all of you if you decide to join the 9am Health family. So I sat down with Paul a couple months ago, actually, so I wanted to pop in and share my personal experience as a user of 9am Health. So that's how I came into connection with them in general to even bring them onto the show, is they reached out to me to be a potential user, and after some communications back and forth, I decided to give it a shot. It was perfect timing, my endocrinologist was changing, and it was going to be a while before I saw my new one. And so I decided, why not? I'll be a guinea pig for a really cool service, because what 9am Health is offering is going to help so many people, and it already is. Um because it helped me. I just wanted to give you guys a quick rundown of my experience in the past 90 days, a little over 90 days since I've been with them, since this episode was recorded prior to me starting. I was literally in the midst of onboarding whenever we did this recording. So fast forward to today, all of your medications are delivered to your door. And I know a lot of pharmacies do that nowadays, but it's still just really convenient that I don't even have to go to a doctor's office to get the prescription first, just so that way it can be set up with some type of delivery service, whether that's an online pharmacy or CVS or Walgreens or whatever. So all of this is done, you know, in-house. Got a form that I had to fill out, just some background on where I stood, things like that. And then the medications that I've taken previously, and then after getting approved through it, just basically saying, hey, you fit the criteria because we can't serve everybody just yet, but we can serve a lot of people. So if you're on insulin or any type of injectables, we don't have those medications yet. We're trying to get there. So I decided to come off of my Ozempic inje injectable in order to trial this service out to really see how well it could help. And my A1C at the time was like 6.7, and it hasn't fluctuated. It definitely has moved up by 0.2 or something. So like it's still within that same range and I'm still working towards getting it back down. I attest the fluctuation to again just switching medications, going back to taking multiple pills versus the one that I had. But the great thing is that my medication was way cheaper because with the Sinjardi and the Ozempic that I was taking, it was really expensive. And I'm paying like $50. I think I was paying 50 for Sinjardi for a 30-day supply and then like 55 to 60 for the Ozempic pen, which lasts me about six weeks. And then you add the CGM cost, which was about 75 for two sensors a month. And we're already over $100. And then some really was a relief for me because not only was I getting my medications really cheap, but I was also able to work with a diabetes care specialist to help me with my goals and to adjust my lifestyle habits that isn't drastic. I think that's the biggest key point is you go into these spaces and you meet with dietitians and doctors and all these things like that. And they tell you to just lose the weight and eat nothing but vegetables or whatever. And they don't really listen to like your, you know, your lifestyle or for myself where I eat not only just like American food, but I also eat a lot of Thai food because of my upbringing with my mom and all that kind of stuff. And so at no point was I ever pushed to change or step outside of something that wasn't comfortable for me. All of my goals were very feasible 
And never did I ever feel like I was being told how to live. It was more so like, how can we adjust how you live to fit what you're trying to do with your diabetes? I didn't fluctuate much with my, you know, A1C. I think it only went up a little bit just because I switched medications. And the medications that I was on was like like a tier two. Um, and tier two meds are always more expensive. And so we're working on getting um, some more list of medications to make it you know, more variety and offer it to more people. But I did end up going back on metformin and glipizide. And with my CGM, I was still able to stay about like 85% in range most of the time. There were some fluctuations, but it was my bad. I was taking my medication wrong. I wasn't taking enough, actually. So, you know, some oopsies on my part, which led to me going from a 6.7 to a 7.0. But do not let that turn you away from it because, again, a lot of it was error on my end, not necessarily the service itself. So overall, I think this is a great starting point if you don't have insurance or if you have a really high deductible that you have to meet. But this is a really great cost-friendly way to do this. So for what I would have to pay for my CGM, my both of my Tier 2 medications, it's already less than half of that. So I'm paying for two medications and then the service itself, which includes working with diabetes care specialists. So I think it's great. I think if you are concerned about if you may have diabetes or not, or if you feel like you might be in the pre-diabetes space, they do offer a standalone A1C test kit that you do right at home. And then from there, once you send it in, you get your results, you can have a free consultation to see and understand what your care plan would look like. And then from there, choose to sign up. They offer monthly plans or quarterly plans, and everything is shipped right to you, even your labs. So I think it's a great opportunity for a lot of people. I think that this is a service that could really reach communities that are either nervous about going into the doctor's office, can't get to one, or they just can't afford it. Traditional healthcare is expensive. And if you don't have the right type of insurance, then you're SOL. And nobody likes to be shit out of luck. I don't know about you. So that's my mini spiel. I will shut up now so that you guys can hear this great interview with Paul, who is the chief medical officer of 9am Health. And I'm still getting used to saying us because it's it feels like it's already been quite a long time since I've been there. But since I'm on like three different ends of the spectrum, it's a lot. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this. I hope you guys try this service. Be sure to check the show notes for the link just because it's going to have a lot of information that I'm not able to pack in into one tiny intro. But check out the link. Tell me what you think. I would love to hear if you already use the service, if you're curious about the service, and don't be afraid to ask me questions. I technically do work for them, so I can answer to the best of my ability. And if it gets a little too medical, then I will gladly tag in some of my great teammates from 9am Health. But until that point, I will let you guys listen to my conversation with Paul. You're listening to Healing in Hindsight, your no BS source for thriving with diabetes. What's up, guys? I'm Taylor Daniel, and it's my goal to help millennial diabetics like myself live an amazing life without your diagnosis getting in the way. I get it. I was diagnosed back in 2015 with type 2 diabetes, and it was really hard to find people around my age to understand how to travel, socialize, or even have meaningful relationships. But I feel like with a focus on mindset, perspective, and nutrition, together we can take back our health and our lives. Consider this the red table talk, but for diabetics. Minus the entanglement, so. So let's do it. Hi, Paul. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited to chat with you today. A pretty special episode because it is the season finale. I really cannot believe we have gotten through 15 weeks of episodes and it's already, gosh, we're pretty much about to be right into the new year. So I'm Mm -hmm. quite surprised how fast the year has gone by. I don't know about you. (laughs) Feel the same exact way right now. (laughs) I am you know, really glad to have you on the show today. I'm excited to talk about your company, 9AM Health. 
and all of the cool things that you guys are doing for diabetics like myself. And I have to say, it was pretty cool to have one of your associates reach out to me and say, hey, want to check us out and see if it's for you? And I'm like, sure, let's do it. It's been really cool just watching you guys grow and progress and getting to know how the program works and flows and things like that. So really excited to pick your brain on how you guys got to this point. I would like to start off with just learning a little bit about you. You have crazy stats. I, I can't even imagine how much time and energy you spent absorbing and training and coming into the chief medical officer role as well as co-founder for 9am health but i'm curious to know like where are you from what even inspired you to get into the health space and why 9am health what was the idea between yeah taylor happy to share a little bit on my story so i'm born in queens new york I spent the majority of my life in New Jersey, grew up in New Jersey, did my training in New Jersey, went on to grad school in New Jersey, and then even got into the field of diabetes itself uh, with my first company working at Novo Nordisk, uh, so one of the largest manufacturers of diabetes medications uh, also out there. And I had been in the healthcare space. I'm a pharmacist by training. And really what led me to that is it's kind of a twofold answer. One my family grew up in the healthcare space. My my mom is actually a nurse. She was a night nurse. She worked for 35 years uh, as a night nurse. So the definition of hardworking when you combine those two things. So I had always been familiar in that space. But then when I was very young, I developed and in the chronic condition space, but a little bit different, of course. And for those that don't know, asthma, it's something that could be triggered by a variety of things. It could be triggered by allergies. It could be triggered by you know, things in the air. It could be triggered even just organically without knowing what it is. And that was always a, a little mystery that existed in my life from, from when I was very small. Uh, and it led me to experience a lot of healthcare. And so from doctor's visits with pediatricians to pulmonologists, which are lung specialists, allergists, all different kinds of healthcare providers, and just experiencing a lot of it because maybe there was something that was going wrong with my breathing or my wheezing or some kind of secretions that were coming out and experiencing all different parts of it. And, and I'd say it was good and bad experiences in healthcare. There was a, a lot that I found the right medications to help me. I found the right lifestyle elements that would really help me with my asthma. And there was periods of time where my asthma went away, uh, which is something you know, you don't always see for people with asthma. It also reappeared and, and there was times where I wasn't able to stay on top of things and it would get a little bit worse. And towards probably my teenage years into college and then beyond that, I, it became fully permanent and just part of my lifestyle. And that's something, it was always a, a mystery to me. Like how do, you know, individual medications solve certain things? How do individual lifestyle things solve certain things? And um, that kind of led me into a path as a pharmacist uh, to really understanding certain medications and the effect that they have. But then kind of even further going after getting my pharmacy degree, you know, I realized there's so much in healthcare itself that uh, is hard to deal with. And I was really lucky to have a mother that understood healthcare a bit and could talk to the doctors and nurses in a certain way and get the right information. And I realized not everybody has that. Uh, not that everyone has that advocate. Not everyone has a pharmacy degree to understand every medication. And that's where there's an inequity that it doesn't serve people the right way in the end of the day. And that's really where we really got to this concept of bringing healthcare into an easily accessible way, an easy to understand way, and in a way that can really get to the most amount of people. I think with the work I did in healthcare, I was able to see all different elements also. So I saw a little bit on the pharmaceuticals side and how medicines are developed. I saw a little bit on the digital side and, and how, for example, the app My Sugar and how it really helps people track their diabetes. Uh, a little bit on the medical device side, so blood glucose monitors and, and how those are helping people and really working in those different sectors. It helped me understand that there's so much and so many great technologies out there, but in reality, until it's one, affordable and two, easy to access and easy to utilize, it's just, it's not really going to have the maximum benefit it can have. And that's something that really got us thinking about 9am health and how can we make healthcare easy? How can we make healthcare affordable and how can we make it kind from end to end? Uh, and that's what we've been creating. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. Like you said, to have a perspective of healthcare always around. And I'm sure, especially for minority cultures, 
having patient advocacy can be a struggle and knowing what to ask and what to say and how to get support, especially if you're, you know, someone like myself who has family members who do the whole, I need to go to the doctor and trying to get the, it's okay knowing uh, what to ask. And even thinking about what do the medications do? I remember when I was diagnosed, my doctor explained it to me, but it still took a bit of research on my end that if I just wasn't curious by myself, I probably would have told I take pills and go home and I'll be fine. Not really understanding what, you know, it actually does, what are some of the long-term effects, things like that. And I think it's cool that you guys are, are providing something that takes a bit of the guesswork out in terms of when I spoke with someone, they knew every medication that I mentioned and explained it to me so well of what it does. Even medications that you guys don't even offer yet. Hey, here's what I've had in the past. And to have someone explain to me, yo, this is what it does. This is what we're going to try to recreate with this combination. Like that spoke volumes just by itself. And I'm like, okay, because you don't experience that when you go to the doctor. It's just very, how much time do I have left? All right. And it's hard on, on the medical system too. So I don't want to say that doctors are not caring, but they're also under strain. And so if you don't know what to ask when you get in there, then 20 minutes is up and, and you're almost SOL <laughs> and it's kind of sad. So it's really cool to see a program, not only catering to diabetes, but to provide so many avenues of support and to be able to ask questions as you want and to know someone's answer you. And it's a quality response at that. I really want to tap into creating 9am health first because just the name itself, like where did it come from? I do feel like 9am is, is a sweet spot. It's not like super early, right? Because I'm up at five, six in the morning sometimes, but it's also not super late because once you get to that 10 o'clock, you're like, man, I really slept. 9am is a yes. sound morning number. I don't know if that's the reason why you guys chose it, but I'm just curious why many of help. It, it's very, getting very close to exactly the reason too. And I love to hear that that's how you feel about the time 9 a.m. Because in, in reality, we realize people have difficult days where they can't make time for their diabetes or whatever else they might be dealing with. Days where they maybe didn't take the medications that they were supposed to be taking. Maybe days where they had a cheat meal that they're just not proud of or all different kinds of things that it could be a tough day. And for us, we don't want to concentrate on the tough day yesterday. We want you to wake up and feel, hey, 9 a.m., it's a new day with 9 a.m. Really thinking about that refreshed feeling when you have to tackle a new day uh, in the morning and really leveraging that to put that feeling in people's hands. That's really cool. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And the time that you mentioned at 9 a.m., I'm super glad to hear that 9 a.m. is just right because we were toying around. Should it be 7 a.m.? Nope, that's too early. <laughs> 10 a.m., also probably a little too late. Glad to hear 9 a.m. hits the spot. That's really cool. You guys kind of took it through a, what is it? Oh, my God. What's the kid's story? Goldilocks? And then. Uh, yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> hey, did I really forget such a story? <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what it felt like. And it was just like, I love branding in general. So it's just like, while I was preparing for this episode, I'm like, what? I, I just had to ask, I was like, what could be the reason for that? And the only thing that came to mind, I was like, well, it's a great time. Don't get me wrong. It's a good time yeah. to be up and everything. But I had did not think it would have any weight <laughs> to that at all. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Well, so it's not just you. It's you and three other people, right, that co-founded with you? Yeah, exactly. So I have three other co-founders and basically we've all had the opportunity to work with each other for several years now. So all of us, we worked at a company called MySugar. Uh, so MySugar is a, a diabetes tracking app that also allows for certain other things like coaching and bringing in connected devices. And so one of my co-founders, Frank Westerman, was one of the co-founders and former CEO for MySugar. And because we had this world of experience together, one in helping develop diabetes software apps, these kinds of things. We were all rooted into diabetes in our experience. And actually two of the co-founders, two of our co-founders themselves, they have diabetes. And it's our common ground to create, recognize that we weren't done creating with MySugar. Uh, I think MySugar, just like so many great solutions, it has an amazing ability to be able to track and bring lots of data in. But for us, there was one thing we were always missing, uh, and that's really around medications and physicians and closing that entire gap in terms of data. And the only way to do that is actually to go and work with clinics and work with pharmacies and create an infrastructure around that. And that's something that had to be done on its own. And we had to build a, a service, a company around that itself. And we, we realized, okay, this is the next big step for us. Let's go ahead and let's 
bring it all together. Let's bring together a team of physicians. Let's bring together the lab capabilities and devices that will help people monitor. Let's bring together the medications and the pharmacies that will actually fulfill those and review things. And then let's bring together a team of providers that'll be there to actually, you know, answer questions and help people with their care. So yeah, it, it felt like a logical next step. Uh, at the same time, it's a big undertaking to pull all these things together, but we, we knew it's necessary for, for the care we want people to have uh, and the care that we all want for ourselves as well. Yeah. That's really cool that you guys are already having a working relationship in the diabetes space. And of course, two people who uh, have firsthand experience, a lot of people in the community when they're trying to seek out services and products and things like that, that's usually a key thing that I look for is like, can you honestly speak to my experience with this? Because if I'm going to invest in buying this product, so that's supposed to help me with like working out, do you know what the experience of working out when your blood sugar drops or it goes really high, like that's like your product. So the fact that you guys not only have a completely separate thing going on, but you have firsthand experience of what building a diabetic company in a way is, is really positive in terms of I feel comfortable already. And I think that's an important thing to know when people come in. I have a customer service background before I decided to go completely left into the podcasting world. So I was a trainer in customer care and things like that. So the experience that people have coming in and leaving, I'm hypersensitive to because I'm used to getting my ear yelled off for all the small things that a company goes wrong. And I've done big companies and, and startups. So like Apple was a fun one. Most of the people were nice. There were moments where yeah. shipping wasn't fast enough. And I'm like, okay, can't yeah. make FedEx go faster. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, working into a non-medical home care agency later on uh, mm -hmm. from a San Francisco-based company where I got to lead a team of HIV people. And you're dealing with care and you're dealing with medications. And we did mostly the senior population. So it was just like, there's a there's an art <laughs> to providing good care. And it's not just, here's stuff and you go home. So I think it's really cool that you guys have been navigating that space already to build this platform. Which leads me to my next question, because I've seen similar variations of what you guys are doing, but not with medication. I've seen it with devices. Is how are you able to provide medical advice, basically, because you have a team of physicians and you also have care specialists, but medication as well. And I don't need to use my insurance and it's cheaper than my insurance. And I'm just like, wow, that's half the reason why I have insurance is simply for my diabetes <laughs> care. All the other things are like one-offs. So how did you guys manage to pull off building something and being able to make it so affordable for people without having to involve like private insurances? Because I know that's such a crazy territory to enter into, um, especially with all the different legalities of different states. Well, to know this. Yeah, I, I guess what you're touching on is probably the biggest challenge we have whatsoever. It's to basically choose a price that people can afford and then jam pack all the services that we can into there that makes it a complete healthcare experience. And that's where it, it took a lot of careful analysis of all the different elements of, of healthcare. And we did that not in a, a vacuum. We basically involved myself as a pharmacist, but an endocrinologist, a psychologist, uh, a diabetes care specialist and a primary care provider, as well as patients themselves to basically look, okay, what can we strip away that's unnecessary? Okay, maybe there's middlemen in the process. Maybe there's different elements that very expensive medications that we feel maybe won't be worth it in order to keep our prices the way they are. And really that's where we came to this model. Okay, let's try to basically utilize medications that are lower in cost, but also very effective and very trusted over time. And then saving some money there and then actually reapplying that to what you had mentioned before, which is this care team that's available to you. So that knowing that people are living day to day with diabetes and they're not just living every six months with diabetes, like their appointments might be really applying that resource across the board so that we could balance that out with the different medications that we're using. It, it's tough. It's tough to do this. And there's medications that I feel oh, this medication could be really useful, but at the same time, we're recognizing that people are coming from their own financial situations and not everyone can spend $1,200 a month on a medication. And we want to really respect that and find the right opportunities that will allow us to keep a price like this. That said, in the future, we hope to work with more manufacturers that'll help us get certain direct pricing and include more and more medications in here so that this will become more of a robust portfolio of things that are offered within this service. I 
I would love that because I'm coming from, I think my last, before switching to the program, I was on Sinjardi Zampic. And what I loved about my initial call is the person I spoke broke it down, basically. Of, here's what your medications are doing. And here's how these medications, pretty much a version of that, but we can recreate it. And that blew my mind because when I had to change insurance to go from having employer base to paying for my own, I had a lapse. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I put in a refill on my Sinjari and I didn't realize that the date hit when it lapsed. So I was going to have to wait. I had enough to get me through. But when Walgreens is like, hey, your prescription's ready, and they showed me the price, it was like $600. And I'm like, what? in what world is somebody walking $600 in hand for a 30-day supply of pills? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Y'all, y'all. Yeah. Oh, way messed up. Yeah. Y'all keep your little prescription. I'm not going to do it. Like, it's yeah. crazy. And so to come here and be like, what? It's only, what? what? 20 bucks. That's what yeah. it's supposed to be on insurance. Yeah. And it's, it's that without, yeah, uh-huh. Me, please pick because it's, it's just crazy <laughs> um, to think of that on top of it. And especially as we're dealing with the issues with like insulin dependent folks and insulin being so crazy. It's just like some folks on insulin also have to take pill-based medication and you add all that yeah. up and it's just, it's like, I need a break. So to see that is such an exhale and just a testament the effort that you guys have put into and in trying to make it affordable. Now, you mentioned something that I want to pick up for a second. So you said you had this mm -hmm. team of people from different backgrounds to help lean out what you guys can do. And the one specialist that stuck out was a psychologist. And I would love to know why you guys pulled in a psychologist, because I appreciate that mental health is now becoming a part of treatment. Obviously, there's a lot to catch up with. And so I think that you brought someone in on that also speaks volumes because we know that any condition that you have is not just a physical game, it's a mental game too. So what was the decision in deciding to, to bring a psychologist? Yeah, I think you completely hit on the fact that I think mental health care has been left out of everywhere, but very specifically in, in diabetes and other chronic conditions, it's really a shame that it's been left out. And, and we recognize that very early on, the patients that we've talked to themselves, the employees that are within our company that have diabetes, I think we flagged that very early on that it's just such an important resource. Uh, we've always relied a lot on the ADCES guidelines and it very much sits within there, really coping and those kinds of elements. Uh, and that's something that we can't make those decisions on our own. A primary care provider, which might be a person's usual sole source of medical information, can't make all those mental health considerations and education on their own. And that's why you know we realize we need to have psychologists give input into our program. And then hopefully there's a point where we have psychologists available through the program as well too. But in the meantime, we're really, at least our care specialists and our coaches are, are really helping and, and being trained by these kinds of healthcare professionals. Hey y'all. So really quick, I just had to pause to talk to you about a service that I've actually been using for a couple of months now. And that service is 9am Health. And 9AM Health is a virtual diabetes clinic that has pretty much everything that you need, which makes it so easy to manage without having to leave my house. I'm talking A1C labs done from home. I'm talking medication shipped directly to your house. I'm talking having your own diabetes care specialist who's educated in nutrition and diabetes care who helps you with all of the little things that go in between management, things like helping with food or lifestyle changes or changing certain habits. They will support you in all of that. Or if you just need somebody to talk to you because it's one of those burnout weeks, right? So 9AM Health has been super great and it's made my life a lot easier especially because it's so cheap. I don't even have to use insurance. It is so much cheaper than what I was paying with insurance. So I'm really grateful for 9AM Health and everything that they're providing in order to make someone like myself have an easier time with diabetes care management because we all know it can be really challenging, but to know that I can text, call, or send them a message on the online app in order to get support, whether that's, hey, I don't know how my medication is going or, hey, I really need to talk to somebody because it's just 
I just don't want a diabetes today or being able to work with my diabetes care specialist on some of the mental blocks that I might have. It makes such a different experience because I'm being met where I'm at. And I don't know about you, but trying to take off time from work to go to the doctor, having to sit in the waiting room for 30 minutes only to meet with your doctor for five, it's just such an archaic experience. And I really feel that 9am Health changes all of that. So would love for you to try it out. Visit 9am.health to learn more or click the link in the show notes and tell them I sent you. Just how that's the checklist, seriously, because I think and and it's sad because it took the whole world shutting down, I think, to really pull the thread on why mental health is so important to have in every aspect of what you're doing, even especially as a trainer. That's one of the things you're taught is like the psychology of people and how to get them to learn and adapt to things. And then you get into management and it's now like developing people and there's a psychology there because you have to meet people where their emotions are at. And a lot of mm-hmm. times in corporate settings, they say, ah, leave all that out the window and then wonder yeah. why work ethics sucks. So <laughs> it's really cool to see that you guys are integrating that early because when the world shut down, it all flared up. Like, oh wait, I'm at home with myself and I've ignored all of these things and I'm now having to deal with it. Or I'm now having to interact with family members who I'm used to not seeing 40 hours a week. So mm-hmm. I, I had bare minimum interaction. Oh my God, I actually need to think about what's going on in my head. And I think that slowdown highlighted that that's great that y'all are leading into that and the therapy world has adapted to online and things like that. But like, but for those of us with chronic conditions, oh, this is just, this is another Tuesday for me. Like, yeah. <laughs> welcome to the show. And so to have uh, you guys provide an element of that, or at least working that in and being thoughtful to that speaks volumes because it's a struggle. My numbers were high this morning. And had you seen me three years ago, I'd have been like, oh my God, again, like, what do I have to do? And you just go into this mm-hmm. downward spiral of feeling yeah. like a failure because you're having all this data and you're like, why am I not good at this? And I'm a Capricorn, so I'm supposed to be good at everything. <laughs> so it's just like, why is this not working for me? I'm supposed to be at the top. And there's a, a level of that subconscious empathy. You really want to make sure that we show you that we care more than just, yes, use the program. Yes, your business is an aspect of that. But it seems like that's very little on the priority list. It's more of like, how are you feeling? How are you experiencing these things? And what can we do to support you? And making sure that, yes, you're getting the help that you need in terms of health, but also mentally you're getting the help that you need because there's just too many examples of being in a doctor's office and leaving and sitting in my car and bursting into tears. And I'm sure there's plenty of other people who've done the same. And it's not because I got to take this medication. It's just like, you treated me like shit. You didn't even think about how I was feeling today. You just bulldozed through the checkpoints on the chart and then sent me on the way. Like, I'm a human being, a person. (laughs) I appreciate the effort in bringing that in. So let's get into the experience a bit. And fun fact, I, I am in the program, so I'll share my experience later from when you guys were designing this. What were you wanting the journey to be like when somebody joined? Yeah. And you know what you had just touched on about leaving a doctor's appointment and, and not feeling the way you should? That is something that resonates with so many people. They they walk into a doctor's appointment. Uh, they get told by some person in a white coat that you need to do exercise. You need to do this. You need to do that. Uh, without feeling that they understand at all what you're going through. And we really wanted to create the opposite feeling of that. Feeling like you're being hugged is the experience we were looking for. And of course, we have to balance that with all kinds of things, creating a virtual experience, making it efficient. So really what we try to do is recreate the entire healthcare experience from your home. So what that starts with is a chat-based questionnaire. Uh, where you'll submit all your medical information into a a virtual consult. Um, That consult is then reviewed by a healthcare provider. So it's either a primary care provider or endocrinologist will review that data. If there's a medication change or a medication that needs to be prescribed, that prescription will happen. If there is a lab that needs to be ordered to check on certain numbers, that will also happen. And the way that works is basically the prescription of medication happens. It goes to one of our network pharmacies and it'll get delivered directly to your doorstep. And then the same thing goes for the lab actually, which is a little bit different. So basically what will happen is you will get a lab order and that lab will actually get delivered right to your doorstep and it comes as a a kit. 
Uh, and the kit actually, what you do is you prick your finger with a lancet uh, and you drop some drops of blood onto a card that is provided in there. And then you zip it up in the bag that they give you and basically send it back with the, we give the postage and everything like that. And then that'll be how you get your A1C or your lipid panel or different labs that we might need, which is very different from going into you know, a lab corp request and actually going and waiting in line, checking in, getting your lab drawn, which not everyone likes that process. And it for sure takes a lot of time. So it's trying to reinvent that process. Uh, and we're really taking that look at each one of the steps. Same thing with having your medicines delivered to your home. We realize that time you spend waiting at the pharmacy line and, and actually just for something transactional to pick it up, it's it's not the best use of time. So we really want to bring those elements directly to your home. So let's work for every individual. Uh, and then the last part, and I think probably the most important part is this access that people have to a care team. So when you have a question, whether it's nutrition related or something related to the medications, you have one chat that you can drop a question into or, or a statement or whatever it might be. And then we'll connect you with the right person and the right response through there. For me, I find that super important because there's so many different parts of healthcare, but you don't always know who you have to reach out to for certain questions that the pharmacist will know about side effects, yet the medical assistant knows about scheduling certain appointments. So one chat interface that'll help you get in touch with a whole team of healthcare providers and, and really creating this whole experience that's accessible through our web portal and soon app is the route we wanted to go with this entire experience. That's awesome. The lab alone, because I have to remember on lab days, drink a crap ton of water because they always make do a pee test. And then yeah. I have like 15 tattoos, but you think I would be bothered by needles, but even still, I don't mind. I just don't look. Oh, yeah. Way. And you're taking out what feels like a whole gallon of... Did she just yeah. switch vials? Like, yeah. Why do you... They're, like, they're sneaky like that. Yeah. And all, all you needed was what I normally do is just prick my finger. I, I can do that way faster than... No. So to know that you can just do that process from home because it does feel... And I know they have the curtain stuff, but I feel so awkward every time. It doesn't get any more awkward leaving a cup of my pee on a door. Like... It just never feels good. And it's just like, oh, yeah. I was going to wash my hands. Can I, I'm like super wrapping it in paper towels. Cause I'm just like this, God bless everyone in the medical field has to deal with that, but still oh, yeah. so intimate. And so I can do it from home and I don't have to send in my pee either. It's great. <laughs> I don't have to think about it. Cause I've even gone where I forgot and I used the bathroom before I went to my doctor's appointment. I was like, oh, I know. can I reschedule the lab? You can take all the blood you want, but I can't. What can I, could this afternoon wait? Like, it's just all of these things. And I always have to schedule it a couple of days ahead of my actual mm -hmm. doctor's appointments. That way they get results back. What's going on and all that kind of stuff like that. And it's exhausting going to mm -hmm. the doctor to see where you're at. It's already nerve wracking. And it's A1C time. Uh, did I do good? Did I do bad? Like, like a terrible report card. And you're wanting to continue to, to manage well and get better. And you're just like, crap, I got to do all of these things that don't eat. And I'm up late all the time. So I forget that. Like I can manage throughout the night if I have to stay up till we're working on something. But then it's like, oh yeah, you got to stop after 10 because you have labs in the morning. You got to be fasting. This is just not a fun process at all. It's like a it's a week-long process at the end of the day just to find out, am I in range or not? Am I yeah. track? Is my treatment working? So the lab piece blew me away because I'm like, okay, cool. You get the medication stuff. like, And then I'm like, wait, test for my A1C? Okay. Where's the catch? I'm getting a little suspicious now. It's too good. Because it's a, it's a big part of that process. So I appreciate that so much. Yeah. Aside from the team of people that you can reach out to, like what other resources are available to be users? Yeah. So you mentioned the the really big resource that's right there. And it's not just the doctor, the primary care provider that's in this team. There's really diabetes care specialists that are either coaches or nutritionists. There's other kinds of healthcare providers, such as pharmacists that you can ask questions. And really that's where you have that access to a whole different 
set of information that might be hard to find in just one doctor's visit. So really that back and forth chat-based set of answers and questions is really the big resource. We want to help people to have just extremely accessible to them. That's cool. I will be the first to tell you I love it. was my Even when I was a support agent, if I got to be on the chat team, I was happy because I'm yeah. one of the rare breeds that I don't like being on the phone. <laughs> Yeah. It's probably for me you're doing support over the phone. Sometimes you're doing so much and you're not in the right place to drop everything and call in and cues and someone from the inside. We're all scrambling on the back end. Oh my God, there's 50 people waiting to have a phone answered. So chat has always been a favorite support line for me because I'm like, really quick, here's what it is. Here's the information. I don't have to go run to, to grab my wallet or something. What my number is, because it's probably in my computer somewhere. I could just pull it. And like you said, the first thing that I'm going to do is like Google what, what's going on here. But if I know that I have a source where I can do the same thing and I'm not going to get a sea of pages to answer maybe the question and possibly send me into a, you know, paranoid, freaked out space, I can get a human being that's like, I got you. Here's the answer <laughs> and feel pretty yeah. solid about where it's coming from. So I appreciate that a lot because I dread when I know I need to call in somewhere. I literally will block out time on my calendar so I don't forget to call because I can't forget. But it's, it's also just years of time being on the phone all day. That's really cool. So is chat the way that people interact with their diabetes specialists or, or will there be like an element of like video chatting or anything like that? Or is it strictly chat for right now? Yeah, the primary is chat, but when it comes to the diabetes care specialists, the coaches and everyone, you, you can do additional things. It really depends on the person and what they want. Uh, do they want a phone call? Do they want chat? Do they want a video call? And and for those care specialists, they'll have all those different tools within their basket and really depends what the individual enrollee is interested in. Really hoping to meet somebody by what communications they really want in the end of the day too. Uh, I think we easily fall under the assumption with normal healthcare provider offices that if they have a chat system, that's the only thing you can ask questions through. Or if they have a phone line, that's the only thing. And, and really, we, we want to bounce between those to, to meet people exactly where they are at with how they want to communicate and what works for their life. Advocate that. <laughs> we're in it together. I appreciate you so much. So let's talk about the future of 9 a.m. Now, I know that you guys are, are in California and Texas right now, and you guys are planning to expand across the state. Are you guys think, even thinking about uh, international? What's been the big idea, big picture for 9 a.m.? Yeah. So for us, we want to very quickly expand, and I think we will be, by the end of this year, in 33 states is what we're looking for. And basically that's limited by the states that allow for this kind of technology for actually giving care from doctors. So allowing care through messages, through video calls, through audio calls. And that's, there's different laws for every single state within the country. So we were going basically with the states that allow you to be able to do those kinds of things. And then we soon want to be in all 50 states as well too, but it'll take a little bit extra time. And actually that's a good question about going outside of the U.S. I would love to, I'd love to be in every country possible, but I think for the, the short term, there's just so much that needs to happen in the U.S. itself and the U.S. healthcare system is so unique in some of the issues that exist that I think that'll be the immediate focus. But hopefully if we can get this going and really get this going to, to a strong point where we're all in, in all 50 states and operating strongly and smoothly, yeah, we'll have to think about what the next country is after that. But still 33 states by like the end of the year. <laughs> that's pretty much here. That's awesome. But so as someone who's worked in the non-medical healthcare side and have worked with a startup trying to expand in different states and cities, yeah, it's a process, y'all. <laughs> it's such a process. And it's always funny because in, in past startups that I've worked for, California and Texas are always using the first market slot. They're just the easiest to yeah. with. It's fine. So that's yeah. really cool that you're going to be so accessible to like over half the country in the first place, which speaks volumes to the amount of people that can get help. Because normally you see models like this where it's like very few and it's really hard to get into, but over half the country, that's a pretty damn good start. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. And and we really, we want to get to this mark of basically covering 80% of the population. So we, we will be there pretty soon and I'm excited about that. That's going to be 
So I'm curious to know what other features or programs would you want to be brought to Nottingham Health? I know you mentioned early on, like being able to have a mental health aspect, but access maybe to a therapist or something like that. But are there any other features or programs that you'd like to see in Nottingham? Yeah, I think one really big thing is we want to expand to different chronic diseases. So one already right now, we have people with type 2 diabetes, pre-diabetes. We're also starting to take on people with high blood pressure or hypertension and high cholesterol. So the different medications and labs that would be associated with that, but would love to continue to expand on that as well. And I'm personally biased towards asthma. So hopefully at some point we could bring that into the mix, but really other things like asthma, allergy, hyperthyroidism, acid reflux, those elements that kind of keep you going to the doctor, but are still pretty annoying to deal with. We want to make sure we can at least capture those in here too, but there's a a core set of conditions we want to start with. But beyond that also, we want to think further in the device space too. Right now we're trying to capture in the core elements, but if we could find affordable devices that are on, for example, the CGM side, we would love to get that in the hands of people with type 2 diabetes, pre-diabetes, so they can better understand how their diet and lifestyle is actually affecting their their glucose numbers in the long term and in the short term. Yeah, that's one of the things we we want to get towards. But like I mentioned before, a lot of things that are, are limiting us are, are, are on the things that are going to keep us affordable. That's one of the big things we're working on to bring in new medications and new devices into this ecosystem. That'll be dope. It was a fun ride to get the CDM. And then I go visit yeah. my dietitian. And I had a whole monologue prepared because I'm I'm used to like getting resistance. So I had a whole monologue prepared, like Issa Rae style, rehearsed it in the mirror. Like, all right, I'm going to fight for it. And so I started and I'm like, yeah, like I I have diabetes and it's in the same ecosystem as my doctor. So I'm like, I'm working on this is right when I was getting with an endocrinologist. I was just waiting for them to approve my appointment. I said, but I know that there's, you know, some lifestyle stuff that I want to tweak. And I had seen a dietitian since I first started and I, I want to partner with you to figure out where I'm at. But I'm fighting right now to get a CGM because I really feel like if I could see in real time what's going on versus stabbing myself five times a day, then I could pivot and know how to, you know, adjust to what I need to. So you want a CGM? I can give you one. I'm like, like, okay. Real? Oh, okay. I was prepared for a whole nother conversation. She's like, yeah, uh, you want the two, right? Yeah. Drops two boxes in front of me. She's, and I could send a note to your doctor to approve the script because when I asked my primary, who was the person managing my diabetes at the time, that's when she was like, I'm going to have to refer you out to an endocrinologist and they'll get you one. I'm like, space actively with the pot at this time. I'm like, probably should see one because all my type one friends are like, you don't see an endocrinologist? I'm not diabetic enough for it nobody told me i was supposed to i didn't know and soon as i see one like 360 basically and to know that i was able to go in to my endocrinology appointment like a week into using my cgm i literally now this is one of the good crime moments but i literally went to my car sat took a picture of my new cgm and then i started crying because i'm like i finally got one am i a cool diabetic now everybody's got the cool gadgets but me and i finally have one because for type twos you get steel walled either through no shade to Dexcom. Dexcom has a very specific niche of people that they go for. And so everywhere else you're looking at all these programs that try to help you get a CGM. And as long as your doctor will write the script, they'll do it. But insurance then still falls you because they're like, mm-mm, you don't even, your doctor said you just need to stick yourself once a day. No, I'm burning through chips trying to figure out what to do. I need more than that. My doctor will write, just let me have it. Just can you not make it under $50? That would be so cool. And a lot of people still don't know. Like my dad had no clue what it was. So when I came home and I showed him, he was like, wait, huh? And my grandmother also has type two and she needs some help. And he's like, wait a minute. They have an application where you can monitor someone else's sensor. Like I can get real time data. Yeah. Grandma, cause she won't put the damn Snickers down. (laughs) The more, so it's just really um, important to know that this is out there and to have a one-stop shop possibly. So I I hope that you guys can get into the device space because I think that's another big concern. Even strips, even if you're going to keep like getting strips is hassle. And that's why I switched to one drop at the time because poor guy, I went to pick up my prescription for it and the pharmacist was nervous to tell me the price because they were so Mm. expensive. 
I had an HSA card and my company put all the money into it. I was like, it's not my dime. Like, it's okay. It's okay. I know you don't want to say it's not. It's okay. Yes, I want the hundred strips. Okay. Here's the card. But I felt so bad because he was just so like, yeah, 25 or the 50. I know how much it is. But you have to steal yeah. your nerves that way all the time. So at a spot, if y'all put that in there. I already like you guys. So that's. <laughs> no, but it's amazing how how lucky you had to get to get that tip from one person and then see the diabetes educator and, and that luck isn't on everyone's side and try to get this information out there that and curate the right things for everybody is something we're really trying to do and make this just more accessible overall. So it's not easy, but, but uh, we're trying our best at it. And we'll hopefully get some more devices and whether it's blood glucose monitors or CGM, we'll try our best to get that in within the program as well. I appreciate that. I, I really do. And it's something that happens within the diabetes community where you'll see in forums and groups where like, guys, I ran out of strips. Hey, like I can't get another prescription. We'll ship it to each other. So it just goes to show that like the support is there within the community. We can all just be like, hey, I am got you. It's It speaks volumes of how these supplies can be for us. If I hadn't said it already, thank you again <laughs> for what y'all are doing and pushing forward. And because it's life-changing, be able to exhale a bit and be like, I can and I can get the help that I need. And I'm not having to fight. I'm not having to set up 50, pick up the phone, or I can chat, or I can just go to this one place. Somebody's going to listen to me, and somebody's going to, I think this is going to be huge. Not going to be. This is huge for the community and for all the other people's lives that you guys are going to touch. So thank you. Thank you for all the time. So before I let you go, do more great things. I just had one more question for you. Well, technically two, but one more question for you. And I would just be curious to know what advice would you give to people who are having a hard time trying to find um, affordable care? Now, obviously, sign up blood pressure, cholesterol, the list of things. Rewind to hear the list again. It's still a, a big issue here in the States of like affordable care. So what would be a piece of advice that you would just give to somebody? suit of that yeah it it's such a good question and, and like you experienced sometimes you just have to get lucky to get the sample to get the device to get this or that but in reality there, there's a few things that we can at least try so like you mentioned to try to sign up for 9 a.m health but if for some reason that's not a feasible possibility right there there's other things that are available out there and i think the first thing i'd point anyone towards is good rx uh, maybe it's common knowledge too but just to be able to look for medications that are cheaper priced at different pharmacies might have different prices. So just to be able to be an educated consumer when it comes to med medications, that's a great option right there. In addition to that, really looking at pharmaceutical company websites, and sometimes they'll have patient assistant programs. And there isn't a, a good way to scrape all these, but really trying at all the different websites and looking for the options. Maybe they don't have programs for every single medications, but usually a lot of these companies, Novo Nordisk, Eli Lilly, Sanofi, they'll have some kind of options to give discounted medications to people that need it. And, and in the last few years, they, these programs have improved dramatically. I think it's because there was a lot of issues happening, which is an unfortunate part in people not being able to afford their medications. But because of that, these companies have really stepped up and are, are at least trying to create more programs that will help with this. So those are, are two very small ones that two small tips to be able to help find, you know, cheaper medications and hopefully cheaper care overall. But yeah, I think there will hopefully be more options online for cheaper care too, just when it comes to the, the physician side of things, just like what we're doing right now too. So hopefully the, the tide is changing a little bit with the, the silver lining that comes out of the pandemic and how the world went virtual. Hopefully the cost of, of care will, will get you know cheaper and things will get a little bit more accessible in the future too. So yeah, let's all improve this healthcare system together, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. I definitely stand by GoodRx too done that in some shopping around I'm like okay. and it's helped me a lot on most of my medications there's probably like one or two where I was just like it's like you do get this like uh it makes me think of those insurance comparison sites car insurance comparison sites it's kind of like that and to know and especially when it's so close to me it's like wait a minute I've been spending x amount on this medication here and if I just would have went here which is down the street like I'm saving 10 bucks yeah. and same thing with the pharmaceutical uh companies sites they always have I think when I first got put on my Sinjardino Zampic, even my endocrinologist gave me like their savings card. 
like, hey, keep this on you at all times. Yeah. So they do offer a lot of different programs for that. So hopefully that helps somebody listening because I didn't. Like, yeah, you know, go directly to their website. Same thing with the yeah. Freestyle Libre also has a like free trial program. You get your first sensor. They'll send that out to you. Just the doctor to write a script. So I think it's really good that companies are stepping up especially as we're challenging more and more about the cost of healthcare and people needing medications, vital medications to live that it shouldn't come at such a high price. There's no value to people's life. So we should make those type of things available. So where can people get in touch with you guys? If someone who's non-diabetic wants to support 9am health and what you guys are doing, how can they get involved? Where can yeah, absolutely. If you want to I mean, check out our website, it's 9am.health. Super simple. So www.9am.health. On Instagram, we're 9am and 9am health official on Facebook. Uh, so that's where you could find some more information in those three places. But in reality, if you're, if you're, if you don't have diabetes or high blood pressure or high cholesterol and you still want to support, I think we're a growing team right now. So if you're passionate about changing healthcare or you have a family member that has, you know, one of these diseases and you want to help on this mission to, to make healthcare easy, affordable, and kind, we're always looking for amazing people to help us on that mission. And then lastly, also, I think everyone has a family member that probably needs to know about some of these new digital services, just like you were talking about with your grandma, not necessarily knowing about sensors and spread the word as much as possible and let people know that this is an option and hopefully it's an option for them. But yeah, any help we can have on this journey and also feedback, more things that we, we need. It's great to hear what's important to people and what we can into the offering that's always really important to us so yeah really appreciate it sweet affordable healthcare, and we'll give you a job i'm with it i might be looking yeah. myself. oh this has been great i i am super excited to continue to see 9am grow and it's been really great working with the team and i can't thank y'all enough for just even putting your heads together and saying we need to tackle this i know this is a big thing to tackle and to see it come to life is really inspiring and to know that there's still people out there who to provide um, a space, especially for di diabetics to not feel additional stress of trying to afford what you need. So I think what you guys are doing is awesome. And uh, I cannot wait to see the takeoff because it's like stupidly insane. <laughs> like this is just, this is insane. This is really cool. So you guys have been grinding really hard. So give my love to the entire team and we will catch you guys on the next seat. It's a wrap. And I am so grateful we got to end it with a great program for you guys to join. So until then, guys, catch you next time. Thank you so much, Taylor. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Paul, the Chief Medical Officer of 9am Health. I thought that it was a really insightful conversation at the time. It really was nice to just hear about people who started out one diabetes company and decided that we needed another one and we needed to cater to a group of people who well, sometimes get the short end of the stick, let's be honest. So thank you, Paul, for your wisdom and for your time and for letting everybody know about this great service. And I'm a testimonial right here. I think it's a great service. If you want to try it out, like there's a great link there in the bottom of the show notes where you can try a whole month free. Everybody likes free, right? Right. That memo's still going around, free. So yeah, if you click the link in the show notes, it will take you through to the website and then you can fill out a consultation and go through the entire process, talk with a specialist and get set up. Whether you already have diabetes or you want to check to make sure that you are, if you sign up for the service, you can receive a month free if you do quarterly, I think, I think. I will make sure I have all the details in the show notes for you, but just know, please use my link. Let everybody know that I sent you and you can get a free month of the service and enjoy it. Let me know what you think about it if you do sign up for it and how it makes your life easier. I hope that it makes your life easier. It's definitely made mine a lot easier. So with that being said, thank you guys so much for your support with the show. Be sure to continue following the show on all of your favorite social channels, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and technically I'm on TikTok too, at Healing in Hindsight. Just haven't really updated anything yet because I haven't done much with it yet, but I am on TikTok working on it. It's a little overwhelming, 
millennial here, okay? <laughs> so I really hope that you guys enjoyed this season. Yes, we will be back for season five in the spring. And I'm looking forward to sharing a whole new side of the show. There's a lot of things that I want to bring to it. So in the meantime, you can still catch me on Instagram. I will be doing a couple lives as well. So keep on the lookout for that. And I'm really really thankful to each and every one of you who have tuned in shared all of that that really means a lot to me feel so inclined leave a review uh pod chaser is a great space to do it you don't have to log in or anything but if you do prefer to listen on like google apple Podcasts, that's another great space to leave reviews just to let me know how you feel about it or what you want to hear in the next season things like that feel free to dm me if you have any guest suggestions i'm always open to a guest suggestion not making any promises but i'm always open to have a conversation with somebody and see if it's a good fit for the show so don't hesitate reach out and i will catch you guys in the spring time. Have a wonderful holiday and a happy new year. And I'll see you guys on the other side. Peace.